All right, welcome back to another episode of Inner Monologue. I'm your host, Marcus, for this evening. We got the usual suspects, Julio, Jose, and Rick. What's going on, y'all? What up? What's up? Out here sipping that slurricane today. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a drink today. You do I. So I'm, I going, I'm going sober. I know, right? What? I have alcohol. I just don't feel like drinking it. It's peach snobs. Give me a break. I wouldn't want to drink that either. Yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't. Unless it's mixed in something. Anyway, let's go ahead and get shit started with the first 30 <laughs> Damn, Rick. You be on the slurricane. Got that shit your chest, didn't it? Put some hair on my balls. <laughs> Say it with your chest. Aren't they hairy enough, Rick? Nah, bro. Remember I got that smooth my balls razor? Oh, yeah. Also one smooth out all the bowling with them. Smoother than the surface of the moon. That's a lot of craters. That was the joke, dumbass. <laughs> now, for the dirty joke. <laughs> like that wasn't dirty enough. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, due to STDs out here, I'm scared to even have phone sex. Don't fuck around and get hearing phone. aids. Ah. Uh, nice. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, man. I see what you did there. Reminds me of another phone sex joke that I heard. Oh, yeah? Um, I I tried having phone sex, but the holes were too small. (laughs) Wow. It's okay, Jose. You're just too big. (laughs) Are are you saying you've been able to fuck a phone? Damn. That says more about Jose than you. Damn. I mean, I haven't tried it yet, bro, but I'm pretty sure my growth yeah, won't reported. Yeah, there's two big-ass holes in this phone. I'm trying to figure out why. This is the episode that's going to get us canceled, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we've said that every episode, and so far, it hasn't happened. Yeah, you Although I thought the last one would have. <laughs> the last few episodes, man, have gotten pretty, uh, pretty uh, grimy up here. So well, no one apparently has become triggered, so who cares? Yeah. All right, so... so What's going on in the world today, Marcus? All right, so cops called on 4K. We've got two stories for this one. Mm -hmm. First one, LAPD officer punches a handcuffed suspect after being spit on, witnesses say. According to this, I'm not 100% sure if he was trying to carjack somebody or if it was a failed carjacking or some shit, but there was a car accident. Police show up, ambulance shows up, they get his ass on the gurney, Mm -hmm. and in the video you can see him call the cop a bitch, in which case, the cop then decides to give that boy a straight haymaker. Let's go, ahead and, let's go ahead and roll the clip. Shut up. Damn, let me lead the damn show. What the fuck's wrong with you? What isn't wrong with me? Just for you and your therapist to find out. And they run away. That says a lot. Mm-hmm. Wait, was that a smothering videos file you had there? Suspended a mission division officer after what appears to be a rough arrest. It all started yesterday after carjacking in a short pursuit in the city of San Fernando. The chase ended when the suspect's car crashed into a wall. Officers arrested two men in their 20s, and that's when witnesses say one of the suspects became aggressive towards firefighters and officers. Then one of the officers appears to walk over and punch him. 
Witnesses Damn. we talked to say the suspect had it coming. They had already put him on a gurney and they were in the middle of tying him down as he was like screaming his head off. He was telling him to take off his badge. Take off that badge! See how hard you want. And next thing you know, you just see him spit on the officer. And so when he spit on the officer, that's when he just one second and the police ended up hitting him. The officer has been uh, uh, suspended pending an investigation. In a statement, though, Chief Michael Moore had this to uh, say in part, quote, the image in the video is deeply like disturbing. And while crisis. we must wait for oh, the investigation to be completed, no, the department will act picture. swiftly in any instance of excessive or unnecessary force. The cop, like, you mean the chief? He, he is having a midlife crisis. I thought the chief was oh. going to say, like, protect yourself at all times. <laughs> Well, they should have put a okay, fish I'm looking at him and he's like, hi, I make poor life decisions. <laughs> the, ki the kid or the chief? They both seem the to be fucking Just shut also, up. God damn it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the news lady said, witnesses say he had it coming. Okay, if this was a street fight, if somebody like in the street came and did this shit, fine. That's yeah. completely logical. Fine. Yeah. But you don't say that about a police officer assaulting somebody that's already in handcuffs. Yeah, like, you're supposed to be a little more professional than that. A little bit more? A lot more, just... Just slightly, yeah. you know, maybe just slap him a little bit. Just, but, just a like, Maybe just kind of shake him a little, you know, like a baby. Kind of punch him. Don't you shake know, it. God forbid, like, what's the worst you could do next? Grab a damn feather and start tickling his feet? It's just weird to me, because it's just like, bro, like, how, like, emasculated must you have felt? That you needed to put your entire like career future at jeopardy. Yeah, exactly. Your career, because this dude, like, if he doesn't this, get fired, his head or at least to a gurney, get lowered to a desk job. Yeah, the yeah. police department has failed their community. Ooh, the way I see it, if you allow some punk kid to literally gold you into punching him, what the fuck does that say about you? Exactly. Like, you ain't a man if you literally have to punch the shit out of a kid because he's talking shit. So I'll be sitting there like, <laughs> yep, you still going to jail, motherfucker. You're the one in cuffs yeah, on a gurney for crying out loud. Like, what And if fuck? you really wanted to fight him, you know that he was more than likely just going to be out on bond. Yep. Yeah, which yeah, case, yeah. you'd be like, all right, I'm off duty. You want to scrap? I'm off duty. The we back don't know what's up. Like, God damn and, it. and this happened recently, so it's like during COVID times. So that means that more than likely since... It's not a like a massive like. What is? Would this be a felony? I don't know if this would be. a It felony. is. Well, getting spat on it, is a, considered it's a, a federal offense. He, he was what? far away. He would yeah. get spit on. Yeah, but is it felony assault? Because there is like only right. only under, if you only under, if you're COVID positive under California law. Spitting on someone is considered assault. Yes, but is it a felony assault? Because there is misdemeanor assaults. Like y'all like, remember that story I told y'all about that woman at Costco who basically said I got COVID and started coughing at everybody? Yeah. That yeah. is a felony. So yeah, if he had said but, that and then did it, yes. But spitting at him, it's I think, I think what it comes down to is if you expose somebody to like any other like bloodborne pathogens. Yeah, so like if the if the kid gets tested and he's not positive, he just basically spat on somebody and it's not felony he could, assault. He could have the herpes. You never know. No, I know, but like I correct me if I'm wrong because I'm I don't know laws, but like in order for it to be felony assault, you actually have to cause bodily harm to somebody. Am I the only one who thought that kid looked like he had crabs at least two to three times? Oh yeah, he looks like he itches everywhere. 
Like that and gonorrhea. Like he looked like his shit burns. His hair was fucked. Like like taco shit. What no? Did he drop the N bomb in that one too? Like when he was yep. yelling at the cops? Yes, he oh did. dude, I knew it. They bleep they bleeped that. I was like, man. I just personally think that like that police officer yeah. like I hate where it says further pending and what is there to investigate? It's in four K. We got you in four K. Yeah, you fucking come on, bro. Like like, let's put it this I'm, way. The witness didn't even want to, like, be on actual camera because she knew that what she was about to say was sounded dumb as fuck. Yeah. And, and am I the only one who noticed every time they they film, like, a, a witness as a female, the camera's always pointed at their chest? Well, yeah, it's, like, from the <laughs> yeah. neck down because most of the time a lot of the witnesses are like, oh, uh, I feel like this person is already a criminal, so they might come after me. But I want to say what I want to say because I want my 10 minutes of fame. I have freedom of speech. What happened to blurring out the fucking face? They don't do that anymore. The, I, I just hate the fact that, like, bro, like, if you have, if you want to really say how you feel about something, put your face on it. Exactly. What the fuck was that? I don't know. It was Julio's a bell. fucking um, mini fucking oven. It, it, it's times like this, I wonder how the fuck he even played sports. Because he can't even throw a fucking ball correctly. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on to our second story of the day. Wyoming police release a video uh, officers cuffing a realtor as well as the uh, two people who were looking at the house he was showing. Basically, it's it's one of those friggin', you know, uh, Karen's stands seeing something they think is suspicious and calling the police thinking that, I don't know, they're breaking into a house that has no shit in it. What the fuck are they gonna steal? The copper plumbing? The copper no, wiring, bro. They were concerned like they're they're squatters. They're just like chilling, living in that empty house. Which, which I would get if it was have you a guys seen? Well, it, it did well like have you guys seen there. the video? Let's go ahead and play the video. Haven't you guys seen it before? Yeah, I have. Okay. This is I I just think they're dressed too nice this for this. Week, we told you how Wyoming police cuffed a realtor and client after responding to a report of a possible break-in. Tonight, we have the police body cam video of that incident. And News 8's Ruben Juarez is in the in the show us in the, the police the perspective in this, Real. Ruben. Breaks in without damaging the, video, the door you see windows. a handful of officers are showing up to the home. The realtor, his client, and the client's a teenage son, all detained, but breaks after police verified the realtor the was doing his job and that showing the real home, nice all are uncuffed. Last Sunday afternoon, Wyoming police officers showed up to a home on Sharon Avenue in Wyoming after receiving calls about a break-in. The home had been broken into on July 24th, eight days before Ah. this incident. Officers call for the three individuals to come out of the home. All right, one at a time. The first person to come out is Roy Thorne, a client of realtor Eric Brown. While Thorne is being handcuffed, another officer is seen pointing a gun. Thorne explains to the officer detaining him that he's there to see the house with his realtor. The officer then explains (laughs) to Thorne they're trying to verify what exactly is going on. Police then call for the realtor to come out. Neighbors are calling in that you guys are breaking into the place. I'm the realtor. 
Moments later, an officer takes a look at Brown's wallet and confirms Brown is a realtor who has access to the home. Yeah, if you pull that out. Bitch, he's got the key. By law, we have to carry that. Okay. That's my license. Okay. The officers then bring the realtor to the front of the home, take the cuffs off, and explain to him that the person who previously had been arrested for breaking into the home has a similar car to his, which prompted a concerned neighbor to make the initial call to authorities. Yeah, other officer arrested someone here a couple days ago. And he was they like, called the police, dumbass. Eventually, all three individuals are uncuffed and officers apologize about the incident, calling it a misunderstanding. Thank you, gentlemen. You have a better day. Sorry for the confusion. We did. Right, you so surprised that, that I didn't go sideways? Okay, that, well, no, let, let Marcus speak first. Are you please. hoping? No, like, uh, I've seen right, so, their... Go ahead, yeah, bro. Yeah, All right, ahead. so with that being said, so the house was broken into days before. Okay, I get it. They said that the suspect that was arrested had a similar car. Here's my question. Did they let that motherfucker back out? Because how many people break into the same house twice? You never know, bro. But but honestly, like, even though during, even during a break and entry, like, you usually get out on bail that same day. You can even get out on bond because it's... Not really a fucking felony, so it's mm. mostly, most of the time it's more of a misdemeanor. Not sure, yeah. depending on the state, though. California lets you, but, well, most California counties cut you. Long story off. short, I mean, on a different note, like, I've watched various news reports on this one, but this one has actually been the one that's given me the most information. Exactly. Everyone else is pretty much painting a narrative that, oh, black people in a house must be breaking in. Yeah, that was the narrative, and now that I watch this one, I'm just kind of like, damn, like, news sources need to, like, really do a better job at informing people, because everything else I'd seen before that didn't talk about how there had been a break in the week before. Yeah. It didn't talk about the police officers apologizing. Not at all. Yeah, they didn't even show them. It didn't talk about the police officers taking the handcuffs off the realtor once they, he, like, explained who he was and shit like that. Yeah, and the only, the only thing they left out, which they didn't show in the video, was that the homeowner actually told the guy that called in the cops, "Keep an eye on my house." So, mm. because like, the house had gotten broken into before, I'll, I'll kind of yeah. give it to those cops. They kept it they kept it pretty professional. There wasn't any cussing involved while they were giving commands or nothing. Which although they I, didn't I, really they didn't really need to draw their guns though. Yeah. That, yeah, that's uh, sorry, guys. That's standard procedure for that. I was gonna say that's that's standard. I, I don't care if it's standard procedure. You, you Marcus, know, you you've known cops. You know it's not gonna change. Dude, like, I don't Marcus, care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to like extremely disagree with you because whether or not like you agree with it, and I don't know why you agree disagree with it when you're approaching a, a, a situation where somebody has already been backed into a corner. Um, for the most of the time, for the most part, uh, humans fight or flight reflect will kick in mm-hmm. yeah i get it and 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 like we spoke previous earlier was, wasn't also not they didn't take in the suspect with violence like he apparently wasn't injured or no shit like that so that's well, what i'm saying like the, these guys the weren't officers. cursing or nothing while giving out like giving commands and i've seen cops do way worse this is actually i, I didn't, I, I didn't I would say they like, fucked I, up i just I, don't I, think they needed their guns in that situation things. I've said pretty horrible things about police officers on this podcast before, but like in this instance, I would, I I tip my hat to them, bro. Like they handled it as professionally as they could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was handled for three minutes. So, so yeah, it, it, 
finish their day, but they even went as far as saying, like, you know, hope the rest of your day is better. Pa- apologies for this misunderstanding. Yeah, because yeah, they could have thrown in, well, you guys look suspicious. Well, they could have gone a bunch of different down that whole rabbit hole. Exactly. Which they didn't. For the record, yeah. they didn't do that. And, and it goes back to the conversation we had off air where we were texting when I told you guys that, like, in order to stop any form of aggression, you have to inflict at least three times yeah. the aggressor's. So, for example, if okay. they come I, in, I you see what I'm saying? Like, if they come in with their guns drawn without necessarily going in the house, because remember, they didn't go into the house. They just shout it from outside. Yeah. Yep. So it could have escalated far worse had these police officers just been like, fuck it, call the SWAT team in, we're going in. Yeah, and had those, had the individuals inside the house had, you know, had, had reacted hostilely, this shit could have ended completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yes. I think all around... Everybody in the in the party, whether it was the police officers, the realtor, the person seeing the house, I think everybody handled it in a way where we could walk away as humans and be like, yo, like complete misunderstanding. It is what it is. Our apologies. The guy that called the cops is a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Super nitpicky. But why was the realtor not the first one out the house? I mean, if you saw a bunch of white people running outside the house with their guns drawn, would you be the first? <laughs> first. Question. Did they draw straws to pick who went out the house? You just guess. You or did they rock, paper, scissors? You and your son go first. Yeah. But I got your best interest at heart. Hey. Like my, my thing is, if you were watching closely enough, like watching over the house and you see some guys, I would have definitely thought like, oh, he got a key. He's going through the front door. Do you keep that guy as a realtor after this? Hey, could you imagine him be like, no, you what, go first. He's like, all why, right, but you got to give that, me the lowest interest rate possible. Question, dude? You think that was a good time to negotiate the lowest really, the lowest interest rate possible? I'll go first. But I don't you know. That's almost the same thing. The dude said, ain't buying a house price. now. <laughs> you know what? You can tell the homeowner, if he wants me to buy this, I want 50K off the house. No, no, hold it. What, what do you mean? Do you think he keeps the realtor? Like, what the fuck does the realtor have to do with that situation? The realtor probably should have been the one coming out first. That's what I'm saying. I think if, if he really had his his yeah. client's pockets fine, he would have taken one for the team. Who knows? He could have been in the back of the house on purpose. Oh, <laughs> Like, you know what? You guys go. I'm going to be right back. I got to check the scene. The possibilities with this are endless. He probably knows about a tunnel underneath the house he can get out there. from the drain. I got to make sure this thing is fine. So while we're on these cop stories, right? Yeah. You guys remember a couple episodes ago, we we copied those. I mean, sorry, we covered the stories from Roswell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the one with the kid being left in the car and shit. Okay, that one. And there was another one about the police officer that helped his buddy out. Yeah. Were you guys aware, or did you guys just not bother to correct me in the fact that it wasn't Roswell, New Mexico? The fuck? Wait, I think I didn't even know that when we were recording. Where was wait, it? Where, wait, where was it? It was Roswell, Georgia. <laughs> oh, okay. so like oh our, epic our, fail our, on our part. Yeah, that was a whole epic fail because our alien joke at that point. Damn. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, here's an official apology from us for uh, I'm not, not getting our facts straight. I am. That's fucked up. You fucked up. Yeah, like I, I watched a fucking um, YouTube video the other day, and I was like, these are the stories we covered. And I was like, what the fuck? This was in Georgia? Damn, we fucked up. 
That's a big, yeah, that's a pretty big fuck. I'm not apologizing. I'm going to just say I'll do better to do more research in the future. Yeah. Listen, I'll do better. I just heard Roswell. First thing I think about New Mexico. New Mexico. Mexico. I'm a big extraterrestrial. Yeah, I'm a big extraterrestrial yeah. fan. That's on me. I actually involved my own personal viewpoints on a story. I should have done more research. I fucked up. Wait, wasn't that my story? Better than the Fit and Fresh apology. We, well, I think Bulls brought that. Yeah, that was my story. yeah yeah so i watched the video the other day and it was that story and the story about the police officer helping out his drunk cop buddy came up and i was like bro these are the stories we covered the other day and i was like wait this was fucking georgia (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right so let's go ahead and move on to the next joke Mm mm-hmm so my ex texted me a few days ago and she asked you ever think about us getting back together so i sat there and i thought for like 0.5 seconds and i was like you ever took a shit and thought about putting it back in your ass nope one hold up (laughs) she left me on red Oh, I got no response from that one. <laughs> That's you pretty much you pretty much gave her the option to get her shit pushed in. <laughs> Damn, uh, I, I'm I'm gonna add another joke to that one, Bulls. Since I'm oh, yeah. jokes. So this um friend texted another friend, said, "Yo, I can't believe they got t- together again after all that shit." And the friend texts, "Who?" She's like, "My butt cheeks." <laughs> oh, that's good timing. Jose for the win. That was a good one, dude. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. That was funny. I hate you for that one, Jose. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, so F my life. So uh, you guys heard about the uh, American Idol star having her kid taken away from her from uh, CPS? No, what happened? All right, so apparently a an estranged family member was the one who called in a uh, malnutrition concern for her newborn baby, right? So they showed up, or at least they asked for at least, you know, how you got to bring the kid in for the 30-day checkup after they're born. Mm-hmm. She was on her way to that appointment when the police pulled her, pulled her over. And in fact, they uh, let's go ahead and just roll the clip. Okay. I think it was worse than that, right? Wasn't it just a day-old baby? where he stayed until he graduated from yeah, East Grand Rapids High. After college and five years of active duty in the U.S. Navy, Logie returned to Ann Arbor, this time as a university... Why is this somebody speaking over this? Yeah. ...the admission law school student. After law school... Hold on. I'm going to find, I'm gonna have to find... Wait, and are you guys actually seeing the video? Because I'm not. Yeah, I am. Uh, I am. I, yeah. I could see I could see the video, I just can't see you guys. Damn, I, I can't see shit, but I'll listen. There you go, Bull. Yeah, it's been an extreme injustice that's been done towards our family. And 
all we want is our, our baby's home. And Does to, anybody else see the black box yeah, over the ladies? Yeah, place? I do. Responsible for taking our babies, holding them accountable. You got to remember, my wife has had two of our babies ripped from her in a, in a level in a state of of trauma that most will not even understand. You would have to experience it, and day and every single day we got to wake up. We have to look at our baby setup and look at their, their swings and look at their bedding, and they're not here, and we have not committed any crime. We have not abused our babies. We have done not done anything that is irresponsible as parents. And we have law enforcement watching us and following us and tracking us and listening to us every single second as if we have a criminal background. So if this can happen to us, it can happen to anybody. This is my first time being a mom. And I've been deprived of holding my babies and feeding my babies. I didn't get to see Raw say mama for the first time. And I didn't get to see my babies meet for the first time. I didn't get to see that and I can't go back and, and redo that moment. I'll never be able to go back and redo that moment. And I'm just missing out on so many precious moments. This is such a precious time. Like I feel my daughter. I feel when she's hungry. I know when she's crying and I, I can't do anything. She's not here with me and I'm supposed to be comforting her. I'm supposed to be loving my babies. I'm supposed to be outside with him and having building experiences and Ra's supposed to be playing his drum with us. And I've been deprived of that and I, I don't know how to articulate it, but it just, it hurts so bad. Am I, the only one that, am I the only one that like read their last so name the and automatically thought they were Mexican? There's just a strength that comes every day yeah, the same thing. to get us through the day. And we just stay focused on them being home. And that's all we can do. No, I mean, like shit like this, like, for example, their last name, right? Like it, it just further strengthens my idea that like the black community and the Latin community are so intertwined that like there there isn't a difference we're we're fighting mm -hmm. for the same reasons we're standing for the same things we are actually trying to teach culture um integrity and like honor for lack of a better word to like people that took that from us and this is exactly why i do not like cps now in some cases they remove children for the better but then there are other cases where they're just ripping children from loving families under the suspicion of abuse or someone saying that they're being abused when they're not. I got a really good example of CPS not doing her job, but I don't want to put my buddy in hot water by announcing it on the Why the fuck bring okay, it up? Like, listen, like, uh, to me, like, I don't like CPS in the fact that, like, my wife and her little brother went through some shit like this, right? Mm -hmm. And... Every time I hear them tell their story, it hurts me simply because whenever they tell their story, you know what their story starts with? Their story starts with the fact that they say we were lucky that we had other family members that were willing to take us in. Uh, that's a lot. 
Th- that says a lot about the, the fucking CPS system. And yet another system that fails minorities. Yeah, and I think in this instance, it I, I, it's not even. I mean, I guess if you call children a minority, because like we all know, my wife is white, right? But like the idea that like somebody that went through that system could could now reflect on it and and tell me that like, listen, if this person winds up with somebody that isn't related to them, they're more more than likely fucked. Mm-hmm. More than likely to be abused. And not, not even in a physical way. They're more than likely, like, mistreated, used as a fucking paycheck. Yep. Yep. Like, it's fucked up. Like, we, I mean, we, we've essentially Groupon. created a... Dude, but it's just insane to me. Like, I could never take somebody in. Don't get me wrong. Like, whether it's a family member, whether it's somebody off the streets. Like, my entire life goal has always been to make enough money to where I could build, like... Not not a big home, you know, something where they'd have their right. own bathroom, their own their own space and shit like that. Yeah. And help people that are struggling in life one at a time. But instead of letting them live there for free, it's like you have a six month contract. I'm not gonna charge you rent. Get your shit together though. You have a shower there, you have all this, like I'll give you internet access, I'll provide a laptop, mm-hmm. you know, so that you could find a job. Get yourself off your feet. You get six months to do all that, and then you can you have to move on. Like that, that, that has always that has always been my life goal. My wife understands that. She knows that I've always wanted to help others because I do believe that it doesn't matter how much money you make in life, doesn't matter what you attain in life, doesn't matter what you do, your biggest contribution to the human race. Is how you can help others. You know. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. I, and I think a lot of us just are born into the circumstances. You know. And mm-hmm. if you give them the opportunity, like, like you would, they can make something out of themselves. Yeah. I mean, think about this. Like, George Bezos doesn't even, Jeff Bezos doesn't even <laughs> help his own employees. Right, like nope. this dude doesn't even help his own damn employees. This man literally gave a speech where he said, "If it wasn't for my customers and my employees, I wouldn't have been able to go to space." Motherfucker, why do you need to go to space when you have people dying on your line? You didn't do shit in space to help the human race. You just went up there as a tourist, bitch. And then you had the nerve to say, "Can you imagine when, like, if everyone has access to, you know, going out of space?" No, Jeff. We can't imagine that because we, we got still people ain't on the planet figured out down here. We got people on the planet who don't even have clean running water. And we don't have people wrong, on the planet yes. who don't even have water. I, I understand that, like, space is the next frontier. We should, as a race, travel through space, visit other planets, colonize state planets, because mm-hmm. it's just the standard level of evolution as far as, like, right. intelligence goes. But... In the same duality of intelligence, you have to understand that you can't achieve all of that until you're, the planet that you're currently on lives in balance. Yep. yep. In a sense, this has to become a utopia, which it is way far from. Yeah, I'm but sorry. It, like, the, the idea of utopias <clears throat> is uh, it, it's a falsity. I'm sorry. There's no way in hell you can have a utopia. No way in hell. Th- th- there it's is. It's a pipe dream. There is, though. No. 
it's just, it's like, just like, example, okay. the, it's just like chasing perfection. Perfection is an it's illusion, not. so you can constantly keep no, evolving. Because once you but achieve like, perfection, you, you, then there's no more evolution. No, but a utopia is is a utopia is acceptable because a utopia does not constitute the lack of evolution. Mm-hmm. Perfection does. A utopia does not because you could create an environment where everybody lives comfortably. When everybody, everybody lives comfortably, yeah, that's called everybody a perfect medical society. Care. Keyword: no, perfect. It, no, no, it's not. When everybody, when everybody that is lives exactly what a utopia is. Right, can, can, can someone listen to what you just said? No, because within a utopia, there is there is room for expansion. You're mm-hmm. able to live comfortably, right? But within that comfort, the ability to be able to expand your mind grows. The ability to be able to attain research. Imagine being able to do the research for something like AIDS without worrying about a lack of funding. Exactly. Imagine being able to just wake up in the morning and say... The the thing is, they've already done the research. I'm pretty sure they already have the cure. It's just more profitable to treat the disease than it is to cure it. I mean, you're talking talking to a man that that believes that that AIDS was developed by the the United States military after you know so you're talking to me you're not the only and, person who believes that and, and do you and the government is using it against us and like you said it's more profitable to treat the disease that's exactly my point had there been like once the cure was developed had it been you know released had it not been accepted, dude we can't even get health care like it cost me a thousand dollars a month to have health care for my wife and i yeah. what we're getting at marcus is you should be able to like Imagine what you could achieve if you woke up every day not having to worry about, hmm, do I have food on the table? Hmm, do I have medical bills and issues okay. to deal with? Like, that's worth it, getting. To, to except for, the, except to for the fact when everything on this planet is finite, the moment it runs out, we're fucked. So having a utopia is a pipe dream in my eyes because eventually shit will run the fuck out, shit will dry up, and then we are left with trying to find another place in order to reestablish this okay. utopia. And that I agree is, with you. So that, that I, can happen. I agree with you. There, I don't but agree I also, that I also happen, did say I also you're... did say that while creating this utopia, space exploration and other planet coloni- other planet colonization is, is possible. I never said that couldn't be done. But I, that, that's what I said. So therefore, they go hand in hand. You can't have a utopia because, like you said, everything is finite. This planet has a population with, that it can would sustain. Anything outside of that, it's collapsing onto itself. We've seen it various times happen mm-hmm. through primitive civilizations that have grown and then collapsed onto themselves because that population got too high. Yeah. It's the exact same thing that would happen on this planet. But where Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and what's his name for fucking Virgin Airlines is wrong. Is that like, it's not accessible to everybody. They're, 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 it's accessible to everybody that's within their fucking tax bracket. Exactly. There you go. But it's not accessible to everybody. And it's not going to be accessible to any, everybody till it's cheaper to produce. And it's not going to be cheaper to produce. It's not going to be cheaper to produce until we find another way to get into outer space that does not involve combustible engines. It was ridiculous to me is you got the three of these guys literally competing against each other, not for the betterment of the world, but to one up each other. 
there's instead n- of coming together in order to come up with a solution exactly. for that exactly the problem is and i've said it before people will not come together to cooperate it does not we would need an existential crisis to the point where we are forced to work with each other in order for us to work together i'm gonna disagree i'm gonna disagree Mm -hmm. with you there because there's plenty of existential crisis already on this planet and we keep talking about extinction level event okay what about the fact that like we've we've run up the greenhouse gases on this planet to the point where it's irreversible Mm mm-hmm We can't work with each other, bro. It's a, that's the point. Like, yeah, and we're as, using as, the resources as, of this planet the wrong way. Fucking, we are our own as advanced as, advanced as we like to believe we are as a species. Where we're doomed we're for shitting extinction. The bed. No, like we're, a, we're doomed. a lot of we're people don't know that you can literally use gold to rebuild the ozone layer. Yeah, you can put gold flakes into the air. It's the same way that like you'd be able to put some kind of like, I don't know, whatever flake that you can create that's a black into the fucking atmosphere and make it so that it absorbs most of the radiation. There's you mean, that, solutions. You mean, that, you mean that material, absolute black or whatever it's called? Something like that, bro. I don't, I don't know, but like, there's plenty of solutions. Like you and I could come up with plenty of solutions. The we problem just did, is that like it, two of them. The, yeah, the problem is that it's so expensive that unless mm. a billionaire got involved into that situation, or somebody, or a government that actually gave a fuck, got involved into that situation. Yeah, it's I'm not going to happen. If we if we got rid of wealth and the entire currency hierarchy, it would be a completely different thing. Because greed, wealth, and uh, you know finances all go hand in hand. Because where you have currency, someone's always going to want more than the other guy. Yeah, we got to get rid of countries. How about hurricane, Rick? So I'm get so I'm guessing that whole um what's it called? Um you just buy that today? Like y'all saw Falcon yes. and the Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So y'all remember the flag smashers and they believed that the world was better without borders and whatnot, and they were trying to unify the world as one. It is. They kind they, they kinda hit the nail on the head with that one. If if it was if it wasn't the whole like this country versus that country, if we all were just, you know. One one planet? Yeah. One planet. Hey, guys, we got a video about MJ going nuts on a three-on-three game. I was about to get there. You fucking... Oh, shut up. I'm going to drop your ass from this call, you stupid fuck. I I think he's right. Yes, I can do that. He kind of spiraled off on a fucking tangent. That's the whole point. Conversation. Anyway. It is. It is. But I think we have a much deeper conversation at the end of the podcast today. Uh-oh. Ooh. Anyway, so Somebody's getting fired. Shut up. Fuck. Matthew Martin. You are the weakest link. You're going to be fired in a minute if you don't shut the fuck up. That's cool. All right, so MJ, and I'm going to start calling him the king of petty because <laughs> this motherfucker always <laughs> takes shit personal. And I'm not digging at him, so MJ fans, calm down. He's, I'm a fan of his too. But he took over a three-on-three game after... He got scored on by Kenny Rogers. Country music <laughs> legend, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers hit one jump shot, one, in his face, and he took it personally. Oh, man. Can we, can we watch fact, the video? I got, I got a clip. 
I can't believe they actually freaking recorded this shit, but I gotta get it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We're ready to go, and the red team has the ball, and it goes over to Kevin Kerr in the tenor. He says, shot no good, but a slam dunk in the rebound by Michael Jordan. And Wilkins says, get out of here, fella. Now, a fake. Here it Andy is. Rogers puts Jordan in the pot. Great. How about that shot? Great play. Even the great players are faked out of position at times. But now, all the oh, oh. Yeah, he's mad. He's the player of the mad, year. Man. Last year in the NBA, he drives underneath, and that's why he averaged 35 points a game, a spinning shot. And the kid from Chicago's Bulls is good. Here comes Dominique Wilkins on a drive. Slam dunk with a hammer shot that ties it up, ladies and gentlemen. At 18, the first oh one. Oh, my God. Wins it. Yeah, he is out of put up and in by Kenny Rogers. And it's 20 to 18. The white team can win it with a basket, but the red team has the ball. And a jump shot ties it up at 20. Michael Jordan hitting another one. Pro players can only score 12 points, and that's Jordan's 10th one. So he's got two more points to go. Nice pass underneath for Hubert Green. Shot oh, yeah. a great rejection. <laughs> oh. Dude. That gives Wilkins the ball. Can the Atlanta Hawks star win it? It's on the way. It's good if it goes. It didn't go. The rebound is off and is taken by Lamas. Brings oh, it out to the bread and butter guy. And that's Jordan. Drives in deep on Kenny. Comes around him. Turns his back in the back. Sends it up and in. What a winning shot by Michael Jordan. I thought he could only score 12 points. Exactly. Oh, that's a different team. Butter guy Bird puts it up high. Kenny Rogers has built the best defense in the league up there. In the Raptors, the green team led by Bird and by McEnroe. McEnroe's hook shot down the middle. It's like a celebrity pickup game, right? With a convincing lead, and the green what team about think? to pocket forty-three thousand two hundred dollars. It's all over, ladies and gentlemen. Bro, what was with that granny layup from Bird? Fuck out of here, dude. Jordan. So when what year was this video taken? Like eighty something, eighty six. Damn. Uh, yeah, he was pretty young. Early in his career. Yeah, definitely. Wait, this was nineteen. I thought this was recent, bro. Yeah, no, no. No. The story is recent. Like someone came out and and spoke about it and found the footage. That's why. That's how I found it. That's crazy. Rick, were you also in Portland? We watched that video. Portland Five. Were you thinking about Portland? We watched that video. Oh yeah. We went to Portland. Oh, dude, that was such a strange trip. Strange. Y'all didn't have to pull Travis's dumbass off the ledge of a fucking overpass. No, I had to do it. Like, drunk as shit in the hotel room. Hey, hey, you know, you know why we didn't? You know why we didn't have to do it? Y'all still at the bar? Did y'all still? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know why I didn't have to do it? I was, I was on, I was out on my me. own. I left by myself. This motherfucker ran after me. He's your gay lover. Calm down. Yeah, you guys got along so well back in the day. What happened, boys? Oh, yeah, you moved away. What the fuck are you talking about? He's talking about. Uh, I'm talking about you, you Julio. The fuck me, bitch! I fucking jumped in a taxi and left the you bar. You brought you brought his ass into the group. He, he wasn't chummy mm. with me. And to be honest, That's I true. thought he was gonna be chummy with Jose until he crashed into that park car. Yeah, man, I still can't believe Jose survived that with no airbag deployment. Jose, did, was your eyes as big as fuck? When you saw that car coming, fucking Looney Tunes popping out, dude. Uh, hey, after being, I've been in a car accident with that man. I totally understand how you feel, man. Fuck. I knew he was a bad driver when you told me he hit two deer. Uh, my guy, yep. cars. Like yeah, I said, oh my god, Jose, that car came out of nowhere, bro. That car's <laughs> parked, bro. Me, I still can't leave. Me and Ricky were up the street at the intersection because we went a different way. Ricky answers the phone and shut off the, the the radio in the car, and I'm like, "What?" 
And That's when I knew something was happening. Fucking text me and said, "Yeah, fucking." So Travis got in an accident. I was like, "Again?" That man stays taking those. Yeah. That boy. That boy killed Bambi's mama and daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that Bambi's out there waiting to get his revenge on him. It's like, all right, we're gonna try Yo, this Jordan, again. Jordan is petty. Jordan is petty yeah. as fuck. Right? He does need a crown, though. Jordan definitely yeah. needs a crown. The petty crown. Like, petty as fuck. Bro. I know you, like, he takes competitive to a completely new level. I just oh, think he couldn't let, like, an old country music star fucking dunk on him or just score on him, bro. Like, so you old great son bitch. No, see, I think he got mad because he got pump fake. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. so, y'all saw that, right? <clears throat> yeah. boy hit him with the slowest pump fake ever, and he got his ass. And I bet he was like, got him! <laughs> Yeah. Got it. Dude. Fucking Kenny Rogers is a legend, bro. I want to hear Kenny Rogers whispering in his ear. Yo, we still in the con in the I have still in the C mode. Still on screen share. Shut up. No. All right, I'm Delete your ass from this call. Do it. I just gotta ask, was your friend Travis? Whose friend? The one that texted you? No. Wouldn't that be some shit if that was his ass though? Dude. Hey, are you talking about me? I actually didn't know that he had text you had gotten a text. I was just trying to segue you into the next joke. Yeah. Nice. Oh shit. <laughs> Come on, boys. That's why I need alcohol. Shut up. So a friend texted me the other day and asked about dating sites. So I told him just pick one. He told me I finally signed up for Christian. Know what his username was? What was it, bro? Come get some. Come what? Come get some. <laughs> Sixty nine. <laughs> Nice, dude. <laughs> nice. That's I wonder how many girls fall for that one. Oh my god. <laughs> That's six six six. That was even worse. I I know this is, has nothing to do with religion, but you know that like, okay, I guess I could make it religious. There you go. There you go. Um, you know, God made all girls by right. Right. It's just up to men to dis- to figure out whether they're bipolar or bisexual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. And cancel culture is right around the corner. <sighs> yeah, well, hey, we've had a good run. Right. Made us- Moving on to the next segment. <sighs> and the Can picks I? are in. Dumbass Can of the I? week. Go ahead, Julio. One question, boys. Who the hell thinks it's a good idea to go on vacation to Afghanistan a week before the collapse of the Afghan government? Just like those two idiots who went on vacation to Iraq ended up in Iran. All right. So, dumbass of the week. I forgot the boy's name, but it's pretty much a British college boy, college student. He decided to go to Afghanistan on vacation and, and pretty much... Tell all the warnings that he was getting. 
about not going the fuck off, and we don't have video on this, do we, Marcus? Am I the only one that's wondering why the fuck anybody would go to Afghanistan for vacation? Can you price line a, t- a, a ticket to fucking Afghanistan? What, what, okay, what is there <sighs> to see? What is there to see in Afghanistan? And that's the thing, like, this kid's fighting. This kid's... <laughs> he said he was influenced by celebrities. They're posting by, videos. By celebrities and influencers who have gone there before and have spoken about the beauty of Afghanistan. Now, I don't Years doubt there isn't ago. some natural... I don't doubt there's natural beauty out there, but I don't think anyone, in the la- I don't know, in the last five to six years has gone, period. Maybe in the last 20 years he's no, been in no, I'm sorry. There's, I, I, okay. I'm gonna let you speak your mind, but like, there's nothing that you can say to me to be like, you know what would be nice? Afghanistan must be real nice this time of year. No, I, I, I wouldn't go for shit. And, and here, yeah. here's where it also makes him a dumbass. Like, there was a projection that the collapse of the city he was traveling to was 30 days out. He still felt it was a good idea to spend a week there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be gone before they show up. And then he yeah. tried to get hold of the British embassy in no Kabul, and nobody he would answer. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and so he ended up having to go to the to uh, the Canadians to escort them to the airport. That's their heart. I'm still yeah. trying to figure. I'm Canada, still thank to, you. So y'all remember the story of the two backpackers who went to Iraq on vacation, went yeah, hiking, ended and ended up in Iran, and we had to basically. Offer money. Hiking out there, bro. The exactly. Who the fuck Wait, goes to Iraq? Why, why is this a thing? That's like people who go to South Korea and decide, you know what? I'm gonna go up to the border. It hey, isn't highly defined. Peace Corps, which I highly doubt they're in fucking Afghanistan. <sighs> why the fuck okay, like, are you going there? Don't get me wrong. Like I understand that there are beauty. There, there is beauty in all aspects of, of this planet. No, yeah, yeah totally. But there's just some parts of the planet where, like, we as a species have made it so hostile and uninhabitable mm-hmm. that, like, why would you take the risk? Yeah, the tickets might be cheap. The experience. Because there's a risk. No, but, this, like, this okay, was doing listen, for, you, you want to risk? Go jump out of a plane. You want to risk? Go bungee jumping. You want to risk? Go fucking white water rafting. You want to go do something where nature is providing said risk. If I'm going to take a Vegas trip like that, I'm going to fucking Cairo. I'm going to go you see the damn pyramids of Giza. But see, like, that's in Egypt and shit like that. Like, that's, that's my point. Like, why would you go to a place where you know that there's open hostility going on as a vacation spot? Like, most people want to go on vacation somewhere where they can relax. I'd like to go to Cabo. You could cobble these dick, bro. <laughs> but yeah, no, like this this kid is a fucking idiot. Like you literally took up someone's seat on a plane that could have been like flown out. To me, the act of you the, the act the act itself of what you did is fucking selfish and stupid. I'm betting his parents were on the phone like God damn it, Jeff. Pretty, pretty much. much. Pretty much. No, even I if mean, it was his name I, wasn't I, Jeff. That, I'd that beat your ass senseless when you get back. <laughs> my kid. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd beat the shit out of my kid. Even if he's an adult. That's crazy because that's, that's even dumber than... Wait, do we have a video of this? No. no. Okay. I tried. So, there's there's I pictures of him, like... A video of he someone took selfies. Else. 
There's no when they were gotten that, that, by Germans, I'm just saying uh, that because German I wanted to say that that's that's even dumber way, than our next guy. In the picture, there is one picture though of him in the plane, right, getting evacuated. Pictures is dick in your ass. Who but, the fuck gave um, this kid a bulletproof vest? I, I think we're trying to transition, Julio. Did you really just ask who gave the kid a bulletproof vest? What kind of? No one else has one. I'm pretty sure he took it. Yeah. Or he bought it. He took it. I would say he took it because. And why is that? There's a lot. There's there's a lot of beta. No, this is a selfish little bitch. That's you know thinking that they can put themselves into a situation. You see what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that are. The government's gonna rescue me. No, the fuck they're not. They really didn't either. They fucking left them out. Canadians had to rescue your ass. Blame Canada. Over here. Yeah, the Canadians really did just do the British a solid. (laughs) Gotta save your ass again, eh? Eh. Your country let you down, eh? (laughs) (laughs) First time? All right, so a man, uh, let's move on to the next one. So a man pulls a gun out on a woman in a Bay Area Safeway after double parking. Oh, Menlo Park? Oh, shit. Listen, I will tell you right now, that's not the worst thing that a man could have pulled out on a woman in a San Francisco parking lot. Actually, this happened in Menlo Park, but still. Isn't Menlo Park supposed to be a nice part of the That's what I thought. Like, that was the one place I always wanted to be. That's move. part of Silicon Valley, isn't it? Like, I thought, or, or like the peninsula. I thought it'd be nicer than San Francisco. No, it's not. It's not. I'll tell you that right now. I worked for two companies recently. One, I worked cleaning port parties. Two, I worked uh-huh. fucking delivering exercise equipment. I will tell you right now, homeless people in that fucking area are ruthless. Oh, shit. You should see well, him out fucking here. Fucking ruthless. Uh-huh. Wait, you have homeless people in Texas? I know, right? I thought you guys didn't no, have no, any no. of that shit. You know, goddamn well we got homeless people. Shut your ass. Austin, dude. Austin is nuts. No, what's that guy's name? The guy that... You can do it. Rob Snyder? Yeah. Yeah, so Rob Snyder moved out of California into Texas because he believed that, like, the homelessness problem here was a fucking issue and he had a problem with people wearing fucking masks mm-hmm. although correct me if i'm wrong there's already been one school in texas that has been closed down due to covid because the crisis got too big and oh uh, apparently now that i'm hearing from you is there's a homelessness problem it's so not as bad as it three, is in california three the thing is ERs are now shut down okay shut up Damn, that is not necessary to the damn conversation. Is the homeless homeless people? So the homeless people, uh, what they do here is they have camps and shit, but not in local So I found camps like under the overpass downtown. They usually usually keep them in in, uh, like unpopulated areas so that way they can stay away from, you know, police and shit. But it's not it's not that bad. Like shit, there was. Like, right over here, there was a little encampment that got closed down because it was some fucking construction and shit. But these motherfuckers go out and buy tents and shit, and then they'll just set up in areas where you can't see them. Yeah, no, here too. Yeah, here too. Same. So, you remember, you lived out here, bro. You remember the university exit? Yep. Oh, dude. That grassy area? That grassy area where it's the roundabout thriving is? right now. That, it's a, it's a commune now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. You just the drive right on by on the so freeway. You know how you go, it's like you go, patchouli oil, piss and shit. You know how you go over the overpass after you go the roundabout? Right. Go up university. Every all the space down there. Not the occupied. All of it? Yep. Yeah. All of it. Fuck, Literally along, all along the freeway. 
Bulls, you remember that little footbridge by my house near the 23rd and San Pablo Avenue where they meet up? And people would, like, always go camp underneath the bridge? Yeah. The city has fenced that area off now three times. They put in new fencing. And, like, every other week they cut through the fucking fence and just keep going down there. Shit, I'm pretty sure people are still camping out in that creek by fucking Doctor's Medical or where it used yeah. to be. Yeah, actually, they're camping out on the remains no, of Doctor's no, Medical, too. It's not It's not a homeless problem that we have. It's honestly a, a capitalism problem that we have. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, you may you may live it so fucking difficult that people can't afford to live, and they just got to live. But on the it's street. not even it's not even a California thing. Like the problem is that if we don't catch it now, like think about it, it's seeping into Republican states. Yep. You know what's crazy? I was reading. You see what I'm saying? Like from... it's seeping into Republican states. So we understand that capitalism as a whole has it's holes. Failing. It's not. It's not even failing. It has holes because capitalism, Dude. capitalism naturally. Has no safety net. Nope. No, not at all. I was reading so an article from the Without the safety net, we're, we're, we're creating this, situ- this environment where if you're not providing to capitalism, you, you're you don't fail. have any money. You, you have no, no way of progressing yourself. And before we continue, let's go ahead and show the clip real quick of this uh, Safeway video. We got off track real fast. <laughs> Sorry, dude, like, this shit is, like, just some sociological shit that, to me, it, it hits home. Oh, this I'm going to add on to this in a second. Oh, you wait. ...over a parking spot ends with Menlo police arresting a man after they say he pointed a gun at a woman. It happened this morning at the Safeway that happened on El Camino Real. The victim told police she asked that man to move his car because it was taking up two parking spots. When officers got to the scene after that fight, they found the suspect with a loaded gun in the front of his car. Police arrested Barden Carl Lunsford for that incident. So far, no word on the charges that he now faces, but police say that the gun that he used to point at that woman was not registered. Wow. Wait, a white guy? This sounds like a white guy with an unregistered gun. Bro, this looks like the white guy that has, like... Dude, the anytime, they gotta, anytime they got to tell you his first, middle, and last name, it's more than likely a white guy. Right? No, no. But you guys see his <laughs> beard? His beard His beard was a clear indicator that if he shaved that shit off, he'd have an overbite. He'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> hey, but like I was saying earlier, though, about our homeless talk, like, uh... uh uh, a tourist who went to like Greece, Norway, and Switzerland, they noticed there was no homeless in those countries. And they people would say, "Look, we might have like one or two beggars in our city, but the government wouldn't allow people to just like be out on the street like the way they do in America." Hell, their goddamn prison system is better than most too in Norway. Like living in a college. Apparently, dorm. so they they give you like, TV, they give you room, bathroom, all that shit, and instead of it being prison guards, they're called mentors or whatever the hell, mm-hmm. in which case they basically work with, it's, it's like counseling. It's pretty yeah, much the way dude, prison systems I, At the end of the day, like, it's and, a psychological thing, right? Like, we're trying to advance ourselves as a society. Like, here's the, the statistic for repeat offenders. So before they implemented that system, it was an 80% repeat offender rate, pretty What's much similar now? to ours. Now it's, it's at 20. Oh, damn. 60% exactly, drop. That's exactly my point. Like, so for example, we no longer, as a species, right? Mm. We, we no longer fall under the, the typical evolutionary scale. It's not survival of the fittest. 
Correct me if I'm wrong. Nope, nope, nope. You, you know, honestly think that we have fallen, we have fallen away from the Darwinian system. We absolutely have. No, no. See, the thing is that we've fallen away from the common Darwinian system. We still have a form of Darwinian system. It's not the fact that, like, yeah, it's not survival of the fittest. Like, we're not the strongest. Like, for example, if it was the strongest and the most fittest, goddamn, the Rock would might might as well be fucking ruler King of the of world. The country. Mm-hmm. Right? Or the mountain. But Mr. Olympia would, every year would be we've, winning we've the position of president. We've moved more into a Darwinian system where it's the smartest, the person that can progress society the furthest. Mm. Right? But it's in that same process, in that same process, we have no balance in the sense that, like, we have no balance for the person that's at the lowest rung. But in a way, more, you could say that we redefined our definition of I don't, survival. I don't agree fitness. with the smartest. It's not, I think it's whoever we haven't, the we haven't agreed with making it. the most money. No, I'm saying we, no, re, we even, redefined even, it. That's what I'm it's saying. It's not even who's the smartest as making the more money, Julio. It's who's the smartest as, as, as progress for a society as a whole. But progress is measured by... We pretty much dude, redefined the progress The progress is measured by who makes the most, dude. It's not. No, it's, it's, it's not. Honestly, Jeff not. Bezos. But, okay, okay. Fuck Jeff Bezos. Who's a prime, who's a prime him, example? You could, you could fuck him in the ass, but like, for example, everything within society would have told Elon Musk that making an electric vehicle was the wrong idea. Because back in 2001, not even, sorry, my mistake. I think it was 1993. The Honda General Motors Honda, EV. No, Honda released the EV1. That was in Honda, dude. That was General so it Motors. Was General Motors. Okay. General Motors. And even before that, can you let him even before up? that. No, th- that's my point, though. You're proving had, my point. No, you're proving my and point. And before exactly. that, in the 60s, they. No, you're, so you're 20, proving my point exactly. Yeah. Because if 60s, you want to go even further back, if you want to go even further back in the 1800s, good. we had actual electric vehicles. Yep. And then General Motors so, is even so making that electric tells me cars. How far back do you want to go? How far back do you want to go? Because I understand your point in history, but my point mm-hmm. is being like we actually had in the early fucking nineties, eighteen hundreds, or the eighties, whatever you want to say. We've had we we've actually, had electric cars all oh the entire God. time. Can you let the man exactly. finish? What the that, fuck that's he's that's saying? my point. We've had electric vehicles the entire time. But we keep pushing the technology back over the profits you can make from selling fossil fuels. That's my no, we point. Keep, we keep pushing That's technology exactly. back because we're, we're protecting the fucking the, the people who basically set the industry standard. That's, That's the only reason why. So, That's so the reason why our technology exactly. only releases every two to five years. Every two to five no. years, we have some new implementation of technology. But Julio is proving my point exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not even who makes the most money because Elon Musk now created an electric vehicle that could be mass produced, right? And he didn't give a fuck about what the the gasoline companies thought. That that was my entire point from the beginning. We we've had electric vehicles for a long ass fucking time. It wasn't until Elon Musk, even though he's a billionaire, didn't give a fuck and was like, "Yo, I'm more worried about the environment than I am about profits." It just so happened that him introducing electric vehicles in a mass production form gave him more profits. 
And that's kind of the push that's made like other car companies say, "Oh wow, people are actually interested." But it was in the, the problem was the problem was that it shouldn't have, that shouldn't have been the case because electric electric vehicles have been more efficient from the beginning. A combustible and there engine, thousands upon thousands of statistics and proof in order to justify the mass production of electric cars. It should have like, taken over. A combustible engine, a com- it's primitive. A combustible engine is as primitive as having a fucking spear. At this point, yeah. We, Dude, we're, we're I could take somebody, I could take somebody off the street. We're I stretching take gas-powered engines to like their extremes as far as efficiency goes. Like you can't get any more out of those things. The, well, we couldn't. The problem is that like we, we had the technology to get, get this much out of these engines for a long ass time. Absolutely. It was just the fact that, like, like you said, we release the technology every two to three years, just to maximize profit. Yeah, I mean, so we, look at it like this. Here's a here's a thought, guys. States get money to like for roads and highways from the gas tax, right? So California really has the highest gas tax in the country. Yet they've lost money every time the auto industry makes cars more fuel efficient because now people are driving further on less fuel meaning they're buying less fuel, they're paying less fuel tax. Which means we look, should be phasing that shit out. And now look at Texas. Texas is getting upset that because they're not selling enough gasoline to make money back on the fuel tax from people buying electric cars, they're about to start hiking up vehicle electric car registration rates every year, depending on how much you drive. Which brings back, which back which to they, the point which they could literally, why, we shouldn't have, why we shouldn't have states, why we shouldn't have countries. Why we should just be one as a whole. They could literally Agreed. they could literally circumvent that if they would just open up charging stations all over the fucking state. Hey guys, as, I gotta tell you something. As many gas stations as we have, we could have just as many charging stations. My girlfriend recently asked me if I was having sex behind her back and I replied, yes. Who do you think was back there? Did you really just steal my joke, you fat fuck? Anyway, so a woman who drove in the two children. Wait, I still waiting to hear the punchline of this fucking joke. He ruined the whole damn joke. I still want to hear it. That was the joke. That whole sentence. You should deliver it. Who was back there? Wait, I don't get to find out who was back there? Ask him. He was the one that told the joke. We're waiting, bitch. <laughs> the reply was yes. Who do you think? So the, the joke is, recently my girlfriend asked me if I was having sex behind her back. And I replied, yes. Who do you think was back there? I had a whole punchline set up for that, and he fucked it up. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because you were hitting it from the back. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I understand. I would have I added, who the fuck do you think was pulling your hair? That would have been a good to, good addition to it. That that would have basically served the joke, but like, fuck, I feel stupid. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. You're not stupid. You're just you've had a lot of you've had some slur games. <laughs> it, it actually hasn't been that much because like this whole bottle right here, it's only twenty percent. Wasn't that thing full? Or did you that open that today? The shot I took yeah. was stronger than what you were drinking. Yeah. So the, this thing was full when I opened it, and it's. Basically, your standard bottle, but it's only 
I'm not a Jet fan, but this shit's actually pretty good. Not by itself. It should go in shit, but yeah. that, that shout out took was all right. Hey, listen. Uh, what was their race? The kids were Hispanic. Black. Oh. Black and white Hispanic. The woman was white. She got 25 years. And she ran them over because they were Mexican, is what she said. I know, but yeah. wait, did, is that what she said? Yeah. yeah she, she said she ran them over with the intent to kill. Okay, still yeah, not. Def- she killed him? No, she, yeah, she, she ran him over. Intent to kill him. That's what she said. No, but did the, the kids didn't die, right? No, they didn't. They didn't. One, oh, one, okay. one of the um, mild injuries, another one, one was okay. And I think mm. we got a video. She tried to run over a 12-year-old boy and a 14-year-old girl. A Des woman who admitted to intentionally running down two children with her car has oh, been sentenced by a federal judge. Nicole Poole Bro, why does she look like Smeagol? 25 years in prison and five years before the damn mutation. In May, she was sentenced by the state to we'll serve at mall. least 27 years in jail after she oh, targeted gosh. and hit two children because of their race Back in 2019, her sentences will run at the same time. Wait, over here it says the kids were of Middle Eastern descent or African. I don't even know anymore. This shit's all fucked up. Well, the story is someone, something's wrong with this woman. Oh fuck you! Thought they're like the Mexican was Middle Eastern. That's why you fucking. Yeah, but, but then when she found out she was Mexican, she like, was like, oh, well, you're an immigrant. You don't belong here. So oh I don't care. That bitch Fuck is out of shit. Okay. okay somebody, should told her, somebody should have told her she was also an immigrant. Yeah, you look European. Get out of here. Well, here's the thing. Wow, nice, nice joke, Any, buddy. Anybody that mm-hmm. didn't cross here, anybody that didn't come here is an immigrant. Yeah. Anybody that come come here during the last ice age, while we had the land bridge, yep. is an immigrant. Mm-hmm. Sorry to say, like even the fact, like for example, Jose and I, Jose, do you consider yourself Mexican? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so you understand that Mexican <laughs> isn't actually. Jose you understand that, that, Do you understand that Mexican isn't actually a race? Right, it's not a race. So. There, there's a bunch of native folks that were here long before us, and Mexican didn't become a race until Europeans came. Mexicans were people that were mixed with natives and European. Yeah, mm-hmm. Europeans were the ones who made the concept of race in order to establish a hierarchy where they. No, are no, no. But like, my point being is that like, European, like it wasn't until European blood was brought into the the Americas. I'm yeah. not even talking about Mexico or or South America. I'm talking about all of the Americas, including Canada, North America, Mexico, Central and South, and South America, Central and South. It wasn't until the Europeans came that Mexicans existed, because Mexicans just meant that you had a a, a portion of you be native and another portion of you be European. Mm-hmm. So prior to that, you were just fucking American. 
If you right. really want to label that shit, technically you were just fucking American prior to the Europeans showing up. Yeah. Part of the American continent. Pardon, yeah, you're right. We're still part of the American continent. So, like, my point being is that, like, even being Mexican, like, I'm still extremely confused at the fact that, like, most people that come from Europe that consider themselves American are never actually American. It's it's not to your third generation that you're actually American. Because part of that, your two previous generations had to have come from somewhere previous to anywhere in the Americas. Hmm. Yeah. And with that, ladies and gentlemen. And on that note, we'll move on to the last story. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right, bro. So, I don't mean to get so deep. You, Ricky, you got deep tonight, bro. All yeah, right, so okay, so here's that. a question to you guys. So we've all had Starbucks, right? Hell yeah. And have you have you guys ever been in a line and heard somebody round off a fucking chemical cocktail that sounds like it's a fucking nuclear explosion waiting to fucking happen? Uh, yep. Girl that I've dated. Well, now Starbucks baristas are saying that they are fed up with complex custom drink orders. Yes. And, oh, on this, and on this point, like, like I've heard, I've read the article, and there were some people who say like they they've had to deny people who ask, "Can you blend like a keg bite in there, or can you blend some egg whites into my drink?" All the egg yeah. white bites? Yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. They want yes. that delicious yeah. thing blended into. Oh, yes. no! Here, exactly. here's the thing that like, there's people that get really complex with their fucking coffee drinks, and I understand because I did not work at a Starbucks. I mean, I work at a Starbucks for like a week. But that doesn't matter because I worked at a coffee shop for about seven years. And the idea, like, you get so complex with your drink that it's not even coffee at that point. Nope. It's no. a goddamn social status item. Yeah. And the more complex those... you drink, the fancier you are, apparently. Yeah. Right. And it's just insane to me, honestly. And one, I, of no. the, one of the Starbucks representatives was saying, like, yeah, a majority of Starbucks orders are not that complicated. But then you get, you know, these very few people who, like, want really, ex really specific and exquisite drinks to the point where, like, they'll show, like, a picture of a drink and say, like, I want that, but no one knows what the fuck is in it. I know, like, I've heard Batista say they hate when people show up with, like, screenshots from Did Instagram. Did he say Batista's? Bautista. Wait, wait, Dave Bautista's got, he's got kids working for Starbucks? I didn't fucking know this. <laughs> no, but no, like, no I, I've heard people, like, I've heard, I've seen people show up, like, I've been, I go to Starbucks, well, used to go a lot. No, I've seen you know what I've never with, seen? Like, weird ass I've coffee. never seen John Cena show up. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Yep. I've never seen him. To the ring or to Starbucks? Starbucks, bro, I've never seen him. <laughs> Yo, you guys remember the unicorn? Uh, oh yeah, one scooter? one of the one of the uh, uh, baristas was really begging people to stop asking for that. Some kid was bitching that he had, not bitching, but saying he had fucking like glitter up in his nose. And yeah. Uh -huh. and By the way, who wants to drink glitter? Flat out refused. Uh, apparently, the people who ordered that drink. Like, I hate that shit. I hate glitter with a passion. Glitter is the herpes of the arts and crafts world, dude. Because once you once you got the glitter, you just fucking got the glitter, and you can't. Get I had an ex who used to like buy dresses with that shit, or put her on like his makeup, and always leave it all over my fucking car the next day. I hated that crap. 
You know who you are if you hear this. I don't give a fuck. I hate highly doubt she watches shit. this show. Fucking hate with uh, a passion. Who was it? Yeah. It's amazing how he turns that into him, into a story hey, about guys. him. <sighs> I, I do gotta ask you guys though. Mm-hmm. Because I know that it's I, I have an, a, a clear answer for it. But I can't wait to hear you guys' story, so I'll let all you guys go first. Mm-hmm. What is the hardest challenge in everybody's life that you guys have to overcome? Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. So I want to thank the user that submitted that question for us to answer. Yeah, no, definitely. In case you uh, guys didn't know, this is the segment where we answer questions from our listeners. Please, keep them coming. So, who wants to go first? No, nah, go ahead, bro. You're the host. I didn't mean to jump in front of you about this. Oh, you good. I didn't mean to jump in front. So, like, I already go first. went off the rails, so I kind of got to redeem myself. Shut the fuck up, Holy I don't want to hear nothing. Go ahead, brother. You know me right. too well. Shut up. <laughs> All right, so, the... As much as I don't, like, like I've gotten more comfortable talking about it, um, you know, as time passes, but I'd have to say um, the loss of my son. reason why, the, the, the moment that the doctor told me, you know, the, the phrase they always say, uh, I'm sorry, uh, there's nothing else we can do. Everything in me broke to the point where Later on that night, I actually contemplated killing myself. And it was in one of the dumbest, well, I won't, I won't really say dumb, but it, clear, I wasn't thinking straight. I was thinking about drowning myself in the pool in the back of our house. And what stopped me was um, our border collie, Rossi. He had somehow got out of his cage, followed me in the backyard, and just like, like tapped my damn leg with his foot and was like, the hell you doing? Mm-hmm. So after that, I had to really try to figure out how the hell I was going to move on past this. And of course, this was even before the funeral happened, so I had already had to prepare for that. But once that had passed, and I just had to sit here and think, like, how in the hell am I supposed to go on after something like this? So I couldn't see a way out. I couldn't see how in the hell I could possibly live my life after something so damn tragic to the point where I started thinking, all right, well, I did stop going back to school. So let's go ahead and finish that. Re-enrolled, um, started taking classes full time again, ended up getting, uh, oops, slap my mic. Ended up getting, um, a couple of, you know, um, uh, jobs here and there for people doing, uh, like anything for 3D model and visual effects, special effects and shit like that, to the point where when I graduated, um, shortly after, I ended up making my own game for um, uh, Jason David Frank, who played Tommy Oliver, the Green Ranger from Power Rangers. And that game is still available on Apple and the Google Play Store. But um, What game is it, bro? It's called My Morphin Life. Download it. I can look that shit up. I'm downloading it right now. It's two ninety nine. I I wanted them to sell it for one ninety nine, but it's it's two ninety nine. Anyway, I mean actually I wanted them to sell it for ninety nine cents because it was a ninety nine cent type of game. But still, um, after that, I realized that even though it was such a traumatic experience, it motivated me to start 
moving towards things that I wanted. And eventually when we started this, I realized that everything that I had focused on spent seven to eight years like perfecting the way that I did things. And next thing you know, I'm, you know, we're running this podcast. I'm editing it. Morphin for me. M-O-R-P-H-I-N. So with that being said, without the G. Yeah, no, that's why I got it wrong. M-O-P-H-I-N. M-O-R-P-H-I-N. So the way that it changed me is it helped me understand what was more important. And it also helped me understand how unprepared I was to be a parent at that time because it, it was one hell of a damn struggle. I'm not even going to lie. And now my focus is to basically get myself to a place where if I have children, I won't be that un, that unpre- unprepared in order to take care of my child. I mean, to be honest, every parent is unprepared to take care of a child, but I'd rather be a little bit more comfortable when I have more children. And that's pretty much how um, it helped me. So I've I've gotten some negatives and positives out of that traumatic experience that helped me become a better person. Shit, I guess I'll, I'll go next because I just noticed my battery's at twenty three percent and I just got kicked out of the call. So I was like, oh, hey, so I'm come back. <laughs> Let me go next. So um, I think for me, my event is from my high school days so uh, i know one of my goals was to play for the baseball team you know even though richmond high is known for having a shitty ass baseball team i enjoy watching the sport and wanted to play it so i remember trying out for you know my sophomore year and not making the cut and i didn't try again until my senior year and this time i actually did make the team i was right there with you on the, I think it was like second and last or last practice before we actually start the, the regular season, um, I ended up breaking my ankle. So I, I, I didn't even get to, to, to play, you know, high school baseball like I strive to do. Um, but what I got out of it is like breaking my ankle and not being able to walk made me realize how I took walking for granted. And I kept hearing how, like, my ankle might not recover properly. I might be walking with, like, a limp or walking crooked. Um, and then just and then just getting, like, moving around in crutches or even with the wheelchair was difficult. You know, opening I doors. Not to, make it, not to make a joke out of this, but um, if it wasn't for you breaking your ankle, I wouldn't have made the baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you, right, that there's, there's always, like, a silver lining. So you got, you got my spot. No, but like to me, like to me, like okay. So before you go on into saying how you overcame it, I will Mm -hmm. say like the only reason I tried out for the baseball team was because my best friend fucking like lucked out. Yeah, I I, I would say like you 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 carried on. Um, what is it? My my will. You know, you 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 fulfilled it for me. So so appreciate that. Oh wait, um, no. Me and you were on no, the same no, team in junior year. I remember that now. No, like to me, year. like to me, honestly, bro. Like the only reason I tried out for the baseball team is because I heard what happened to you, and I was like, bro, we can't go out like this. <laughs> I got you, bro. 
I got you, like straight up, bro. Like it, uh, as much as like I understand, like in high school, even though we we're best friends, like we were on completely different paths. You know what I mean? Like we were on different paths, but like, like I've told you, like I I don't know if I've told you ever since we were younger and everything, but like, bro, like, ride or die, bro. Straight up. Yeah, man. Appreciate that. Same for me, man. Ride or die. There's very few people that I, that I can say that, and I'm lucky enough to say it to the three of you guys. You guys are my ride or die, so thanks for being there. Um, as far as like what I got out of it, um, you know, my outlook on life has changed. Like, get, getting around in, in crutches was very difficult. I remember one time being in San Francisco for um, a scholarship interview, and I was lost. And people were walking past me, and I wanted help. And my dad told me, he's like, man, when you grow up, be just like them and you know, don't help them. And I told my dad, I was like, nah, I'm going to be the opposite. I'm actually going to stop and help people um, in need. Yeah. So now, like, if I'm in a restaurant and I see someone in a wheelchair and they're about to exit the restaurant, I get up, open the door, open the door for them, hold them, you know, and, and I, I think I just try to help them as much as I can because I know how it was being in that situation and how, like, helpless and hopeless you feel not being able to do something as simple as walking or or taking a shower by yourself so I'll try to do some some little things to kind of help people yeah bro i i feel you on that like i i could see that you know what i mean like i i had a brother who broke his collarbone and i had to help him with simple simple tasks yeah because he broke his collarbone he couldn't use his hand I completely agree. I think that people that are able-bodied don't understand the difficulties that it is. Like opening a door, bro. That's a simple thing, but like holding it for somebody, yeah, means so much more to somebody. Not that hard. Mm-hmm. And having like, well, like for example, like, who's in the wheelchair? It, it comes down to one of those things. Like Jose was capable enough and a good enough athlete to where like. If it wasn't for him opening up the roster spot because of his injury, I would have never made the team. You see what I'm saying? Like, if it wasn't for you, brother, like, I wouldn't have had that experience. Yeah. Simply because, like, I took my abilities for granted to the point where I didn't even bother till my senior mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, uh, the lowest point for me, I would honestly have to say that it like you guys honestly know that like I've been married and divorced once before. Mm-hmm. And I would think that that'd be the lowest point for me simply in the fact that when when I was going through that whole process, I I blamed myself for the entire situation. And I felt that it was my fault because i didn't provide enough but what i did learn from that entire situation is that like you can only provide so much before you start taking away from yourself yeah and once you start taking away from yourself you know you're no longer providing to the point where you guys can be successful together you're providing to the point where you're contributing to that person's success and I did learn that, like, 
you can only do so much in life for somebody to realize that 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 perspective because now like if you look at me now i am in a point in life where i could provide a lot more for the individual had they stuck around but because they couldn't see the bigger picture or whether it's they couldn't see the bigger picture or the universe deemed it that they didn't deserve to see the bigger picture because as you guys know like i'm a firm believer that although we do make decisions in this life the choices have already been made for us we're just here along for the ride to understand why we made those decisions and therefore like as much as i care for that person at the time you need to understand that like it was me realizing that that person wasn't the person there to be my my forever person that person was there for more to teach me a lesson to prepare me for my forever person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and once i came to like terms with that fact i understood that like no matter what i did and no matter what i said in life as long as i spoke my truth i i spoke what i felt and what i thought was real in that moment i will always be steered in that right in the right path and put that up to like religion put that up to like spirituality whatever you want to put that up to understand that like um things the decisions that you're the choices the choices that you're making in life aren't choices that you haven't made before they're choices that you're here to understand again guys i'm, I'm sorry for getting huh. so deep with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the flow yeah. and and then rick i would just add like having been a part of that first marriage and kind of seeing you know the work you put in there like it was not your fault in the slightest um i saw a person that put their life on pause like their like the career progression their their progress for their significant other like you really were going 100 percent because you knew your partner at that time you know she had goals and inventions and you basically wanted her to complete them as fast as possible mm-hmm. and then the mutual understanding was like you would have a favorite return and then she would help you progress and forward to your goals and aspirations but she was just so short-sighted and then took that you know support for granted so i I think you're right though that things happen for a reason and that shit helped you with your current relationship no the most definitely and i definitely appreciate what you just said i appreciate it 100 percent, brother but like to me it's one of those situations where it's like if, if that hadn't happened if i hadn't gone through that it wouldn't have prepared me for the fact that like i understood that like my current wife she has goals she had things that she wanted to meet and it would help her grow as an individual but like even now right like at her as a person she looks back on it and it's like yeah i wanted to meet these goals because this is the way my life my family thought that it was the right thing to do but now mm-hmm. she's reflecting on it and it's like yo like i went to college i got this degree I'm not even applying it for my current job. 
it means nothing. Like it, it only, the only thing it means is that I, that I went to college, yet you're still turning around and making more money than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ultimately, like nothing that we do in life, nothing. Like whether Jose, like you're my best friend, bro. I've known you since the third fucking grade. Mm-hmm. Nothing that we do in life is meant to impress anybody else. It's really meant to prepare us for the choices that we've already made. Yeah. So if you if yeah. you if you ask me and you and you ask me if I'm a person that believe that believes in pre-manifested destiny, I will turn around and tell you that 100% I do. I believe that like before birth, we have made decisions and choices, we have decided on decisions long before and now we're just here living out that movie because because as you guys understand i know i feel personally i feel that we are the universe experiencing itself in a various amounts of versions right like jose you are a version of what i thought what my best friend would be Mm -hmm. bold you are a version of what julio thought what his best friend would be and collectively <laughs> collectively we are a version of we thought what this group of friends would be yeah totally. as a universe right mm-hmm. but in in that same breath we do have to realize that in order to experience all of that we have to give up the knowledge that we understand that we are the universe right yeah gotta pick one or the other can't have both Oh. That's that's where we, the story of Adam and Eve comes into play, right? Yeah. Do, do you guys believe in the in the multiverse? There's different, of course, like versions of us. Yeah. I, I mean, I, if I, I, feel I, be, if I believe yeah. that there's a Middle Earth, yeah, I believe there's also a multiverse. There's probably yeah, because I, I I remember like for for a while, like when I was on my lowest point, you know, wanting to kind of have a time machine and go back and kind of change that decision to steer me into what I thought was the correct path. Um, but being where I am now, I 100% believe everything I did was for a reason and I, I wouldn't change it. I was going to say, Jose, had you, had you been <laughs> yeah. given that time machine now, would you go back and change I, I, I everything you have today? I wouldn't use it. Mm-mm, nah, because like, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at, what I have. So, wouldn't use it. The, would you, that, that exactly leads me to my point, right? Like, now, do you believe I'm crazy in the idea that <laughs> everything, your decisions have all been made for you? You're yeah. just here to understand them. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. Julio, well, yeah, what's your and it, mine? Yeah, uh, I would say going to EMT school and then the whole process of becoming one and working as one. Uh, you so you regret like, becoming EMT? No, no, I don't regret it. Like, it's, it's no, I just like it's one of the biggest challenges of my life, dude. And that's not what the question was, though. I would have thought he would say when he went hardest... to Berkeley. Me too. I thought that was when I was in college, like when I was in high school. No, Berkeley, no, no, no. dude. All right, I, repeat the question because I think he's forgot what we're oh, answering. Well. The question is, what is the hardest challenge in everyone's life to each of you have had to overcome? Uh-huh. And how's that helped you? How's that challenge helped you grow? Yeah, that's the question. Yeah. So, like, for me, my biggest challenge was that. Because I... I the challenge was going to school? 
Yeah, dude, because I suck at fucking school, bro. Like, I've never been a good student. Like, I'm, and even EMT school, that was like, you guys didn't see me for shit for like, what, five months? Hardly at all? That right there was a challenge, dude. I was literally studying every day, about three to four hours a day. Uh, for you, we didn't actually care. That's cool. Cool, cool. No, but like, uh, <laughs> no, nah, dude, but it was definitely like a big life experience. Did you guys know before I became an EMT, I was kind of just like a one dimensional, what, I just want to become a cop and shit. And, and I, the whole experience from just like going to school for that and then working in that field was like such an eye opener to everyday life for other people. The people you meet as your patients, the people you work with, uh, just you're coming from like different backgrounds or coming. There's just so much. There was just it's such a, it was an eye opener, dude, because in Jose, you can attest to this. Before I became an EMT, like I was just stuck on one goal in life and that was it. And I couldn't yeah. see past that. And yeah, so that's the, me, reason, that's the reason why I would have sure said, the reason why I would have said, what we all, Berkeley, that your answer. So you you had you basically quit Berkeley the same day my son died. Yep. And the reason why I would have said Berkeley would have been in in my eyes Berkeley would have been your bigger challenge because you had realized that you had came so close to your goal, but you realized the road you would have had to take in order to achieve it was not what you wanted, no. so you had to quit. And mm-hmm. then I'd say the overcoming that would have been you going to EMT school and realizing that you can do well, already- things past. Um, it wasn't just just that. I got already, yeah, and I'd already done school the school before I got into like the Berkeley Police Department. But man, working as an EMT like just it, it exposed me to like so much. Just like I, yeah, I, the reason why I said the the, the PD thing would have been your biggest obstacle. I mean, because it, it, you you came so close to reaching it, and then in order to real, it's kind of like it's no, weird. Saying, dude, see, I, I, I understand you why guys, you have to cut. Like, no, I understand I why he said that idea. though, because no, but this is why I understand he didn't say that, because he got into Berkeley Police Department and he realized everything that I ever told him. And he realized just, the fact well, that like, thing, I've, like I've always told him like, yo, listen, yes, being a police officer is amazing, but sometimes you're gonna have to fucking step over your actual belief system and everything you yeah. stand for mm-hmm. in order to withhold the badge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, shit, you, you, that's like one of the few times you, you legit cried when we were talking about like that incident. So that's why I thought it was like be one of your biggest ones. Because like EMT school, yeah, it was difficult. It's, it's a, well, it's a lot like, of time. What's weird is because like, well, well, back to that, it's like I was doing EMT school while I was in the process of getting hired by the Berkeley Police Department. So, you know, like putting in my application, doing the interviews, the background check, the physical ability testing, going to see a psychiatrist, all that crap, right? All that went on as I was in EMT school. And working too, like a, a part-time job at the time. So it's kind of a the job that I was working while I was in EMT school. You know, was with a bunch of cops, and they're all like, "No, nah, man, go to Berkeley, go to Berkeley, you'll love it. You're gonna get make more money than us just sitting in the Berkeley jail." And when I got there, I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna sit, do this." Yeah, like I'm gonna sit in this little fucking jail that's the size of the property I live on right now, <clears throat> with three other jailers and babysit motherfuckers. That's what that's what I was getting at about the whole obstacle. You realized how yeah, much of like, a nightmare that path would have been, and you had to make the hard <sighs> decision of whether or not it was either continue and, or quit. And, and what fucking blows my mind is the fact that I jacked up my back right before I started that job, like literally the day before I started it. And I'm like, 
dude, like all this shit combined was just like I, I can't do this. Good job saving the answer, Bulls. Good job saving the answer. No, like for me, literally, but becoming an EMT, like I feel like that was the growth because I. Now he says that's the growth. <laughs> no, seriously though, it was though because like once I got into it, it was like, dude, I. Hey, it was just an eye opener. Just so many different fields. What do you, what do you have? What, what do you have as a teenager, though, bro? Oh shit! So, oh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, let's, let's wrap it right. up. That time. So, as a teenager, I was confused that there were a lot of different words for sex. <laughs> I thought each of the words for sex meant something distinct. I also thought that there were many more different kinds of sex things that I was going to have to get my head around head before I became an adult. But then I realized the most I realized that most of them referred to the same sort of basic penis penetration stuff. Mm. And that's how I came to understand the richness of the English language. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh man. Nice. That's a good joke. And on that bombshell it's time to win. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, please like, share, subscribe, comment down below. Please send us your questions um, if you want to ask us, and we'll answer them at the end of each episode from now on. Um, please follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, if we still have it, TikTok, and Twitter. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Good night, everybody. Later, guys. All right, now nice. Keep your butthole tight. <laughs>